When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey. I like his odds of, uh, of replacing somebody on TNT. Judd Zolgad. Just a genuinely awesome guy. Very giving of his time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Yes. On the Patriot Realty phone line, it's Lou and Annie. We had a, we had a big restaurant discussion, Lou, in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, critiquing the choice of whining and dining Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Uh, why not Tavern 23 last night for the crew? There was, wasn't uh, 13 spots available. What happened? There should have been. <laughs> <laughs> we had the, we had the old Viking staff there for Sid's birthday early in the week. That's they right. Been there. Yeah. They would have loved it. So are we buying the fact that Sidney isn't at 98, or, or do we think that the, uh, the reports that he's actually at 99, Louis, are accurate? Well, he's had him in about 98, so we got to go with that. Right. But I, I like the fact that Joe Schmidt says he did some... I don't know what it was for, but some research to, he had to do for on Sid years ago. And when he got the Social Security number, Sid's old Social Security number used to start with zero. They had to give him another one. Okay. <laughs> Not hmm. many people. <laughs> there hmm. are no zeros, but he had one. <laughs> do you know who looks fantastic? Bud, Bud. Yeah, Bud. He's like 90, great. right? Yeah, he's 90. He's 90. Looks great. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't move it. Actually, Sid moves a little better than Bud right now. Okay, so Sid Sid b- broke the hip what two years back now, Louis? Yeah, and everybody thought that that was the end of it, and he's come back better than ever. And I said to him, I said, Sid, you're amazing. You're better than you were before. He said, Nice. I got problems. You're <laughs> 98. I hope you got some problems. Everybody's got problems. He's no, but he said he said uh, they don't give me enough to do. <laughs> you know who's they? Got- the strip. Yeah, well, yeah, the strip cut him down, like, you know, like a day a week or something, he writes less. <laughs> and the radio shows, he does one a day instead of three, so yeah. it really bothers him. So here, but here's the thing. One is, you're, you're right, everyone else, Sid's age, if they break their hip, they basically die, okay? Yeah, really, they that, do. That's the first. The second thing is, they give they gave him, after he broke the hip, a walker. He walks the walker. Watch yeah. him. Not only walks the walker, by the end of the lunch, he wasn't using the walker to get around to go visit table to table. We had almost 20 guys there, and ladies and women, and guys, and, and he's moving around like without the walker. And I, I started to laugh. I couldn't believe how he was going. He's dancing around. He reminds me of uh, of uh, Kate McKinnon when she was doing uh, uh, Spicer on, on a certain <laughs> with that walker. <laughs> Just- 
Just a motorized ride up and down Times Square. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. He, he'll get it up in the air and just use it as a battering ram. Yes. So what was what was your first ever run in with Sid Hartman way back in the day? Do you, do you well, remember your first encounters with Sid? Yeah, but I didn't know. Yeah, I, I came down and and uh, I was I was you know a freshman and I didn't even know what freshman was. We didn't use the terms freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. And Mariucci told me to go over and get some equipment uh, to work out, like you know, in September. And Milt was the, the the locker room guy or the equipment guy in, in the bowels of Cook Hall then. And he asked me, and he asked me if I was freshman. I said, No, I'm Italian. I thought he said Frenchman. So so Milt tells <laughs> Sid. So Sid comes and finds me. I don't know who Sid is, and he wrote it in the paper. <laughs> This guy comes and says, I understand you're, you're Italian. I said, yeah, what are you talking about? He said, well, the guy asked you if, if you were a freshman. He is a beaut. That was 1959. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And and the scary thing, he was old in 1959, Louis. He wasn't that young in 1959. No, he looked Mariucci's age. And, yes. And when Mariucci, you know, when I first saw Mariucci when he recruited me, I got here. I, I didn't know who he was. Like he just, I just talked to him on the phone, and he had me fly down, and I came down, and I looked at Mariucci, and and, I, and he took me around that day, and I went back that night, and I called my dad on the phone. I said, Dad, how old is this Mariucci? And he said he's about forty-two. I said, No, 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 he's at least sixty-five. <laughs> I said, You have you seen him? And Sid looked the same age. Yes, <laughs> they looked like brothers. Best prank that that you you played on Sid either during your playing career and or the time that you were GM of the North Stars. Well, I guess you you know the, we played so many on them, but I, I guess the best and it wasn't uh, it was probably Tommy Reed, but but he used to come in you know he'd come to the game late all the time anyway, and he he wouldn't know what happens. He come downstairs one game I scored and he sat down, turns the tape recorder on and looking around for somebody he really wants to talk to, and he said, uh, you scored a goal, tell me about it. And I said, I didn't score. And he looked at me and says, yes, you did. No, I didn't. So he snapped it off and, you know, go talk to somebody else. But I had scored, but I didn't want to tell him. So he's talking, and I think it was Tommy. Somebody grabbed the tape recorder, and they put it in the, in the, in the cooler. And he couldn't find it. And he's running around the locker room nuts, going crazy, can't find his tape recorder. And that's how he got did all his interviews and his sports hero show and that. And it took about 15 minutes, and he was screaming and yelling. And then the trainer, Doc Rose, says, it's in here, said it's in the cooler. He says, what's it doing in there? And, and one of the guys says, hot news, hot news. We're just cooling it off. <laughs> Lou, have you, have you, that's a similar story. Have you heard the one, uh, the Kyle Loesch, that former Twins pitcher from like 12 years ago? No. So Sid, so I'll make this a quick story, but so Ron Gardenhire, this is at the Metrodome, would would give his you know post game press conferences from his office, and usually then the clubhouse would open after Gardenhire is done. Well, Sid, because he's Sid, wanted to get into the clubhouse right away, and you know, all right, we're not going to tell him no because he's Sid, and so PR lets him into the clubhouse, and he's got the microphone up to Kyle Loesch's face as he's looking around, like you just said, for like the next person to interview. And by this time, Sid Hartman's hearing had started to deteriorate, so he like you know he wasn't paying full attention and wasn't exactly listening closely to what Loesch was saying. So Loesch, realizing Sid's not paying any attention and probably couldn't hear uh, what he was saying anyways, spends a minute and a half basically just MFing Sid, saying, I know you're not listening to me right now. You're looking around for somebody else. I'm not going to give you an interview. I'm just going to talk into your microphone. Bleep you, Sid. And Sid turns around after Loesch is done talking, says, thank you, and goes on to the next. (laughs) 
<laughs> you probably put ready to put it in the air. You should see what they added out of his stuff. Oh, well, he was coming in the locker room one time. He came right in. When he come in, he take a right, and that's where all the defensemen sat. And Tommy Reed and I were sitting together, and Sid uh, says, "Well, what do you guys got to do and say?" And, and Tommy Reed said, "Well, we knew you were coming." He's, "How'd you know I was coming?" And Tommy says, "Cause your nose got here twenty minutes ago." <laughs> Oh, my oh. God. Uh, so uh, on to the wild, sir. The loss of Jared Spurgeon to a partially torn hamstring for at least a month hurts how much in your mind? It hurts tremendously. I know that they won some, uh, did pretty well when Brodine was out, but now they're going to have to do the same thing without Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. And then and Spurgeon, you know, he's a minute muncher. He's right behind Suter for playing, and he plays so well. And, and he consistently plays well. He does so many good things. It's certainly going to put a lot more pressure on, on uh, the Wild and the goaltenders because they're not going to get the puck out as easily as they did when they had Sir, uh, Spurgeon. So it's it's something that's been you know it's disconcerting. Even though mm-hmm. they got about uh, twelve, eleven games left, they they got to find a way to to hold that lead, which has narrowed quite a bit now. This concerns me too because hamstrings are tricky, and they they said a month, which would mean that he probably could come back for, uh, for the start of the playoffs. But I'm willing to bet that that's optimistic. Wouldn't you think? Well, it might be, but I'm not even concerned about the playoffs. You got to get in first, and that's mm-hmm. what you really got to concern yourself with because uh, he's definitely going to be out till the playoffs, and and. Uh, when you, when you look, you, you got four teams, five teams, just two, three, or three, four, or five points back, and and you know somebody's going to be winning because they're playing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's going to be losing, but somebody's also going to be winning. So they got to find a way to to get back to to win some games here. A uh, little birdie, Lou tells us that you're at the Bellagio right now. That's right. I'm here for business, and I'm going to go to the Wild game tomorrow night. Uh, we thought you were just there to to scout potential playoff opponents, but you there you are there on official business as well. Exactly. Even though the Wild, I mean the uh, Vegas Knights played last night against Jersey, here I had a business dinner and yeah. and then I'll catch the red eye back to I got to go back to Fort Lauderdale on Friday night so after the game. So I might see. I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale next week, just getting a couple swings and working on my uh, terrible golf game. Oh, that's nice. On on Vegas, so it it seems like, I mean, it's just been a wild success across the board. There's a lot of questions, you know, is it going to be an actual fan base and is is it going to be empty seats? But, I mean, with their record and with fan interest, it seems like it's just been a home run. Is that? Oh, they've been killing it down here, even though right now they're into a a losing streak and they're they're reeling somewhat. But uh, the the support has been outstanding. Even the, uh, the driver from... From the airport here yesterday was talking about about the nights and and you know I don't even know if he's ever seen a game, but I'll tell you this they they have every game sold out. The people are are really behind them. The the enthusiasm at the building. I've seen a few games in there already, and uh, the fans are crazy. They're just really big fans, and they sold so much memorabilia. It seems everybody was wearing the first game I went to. I was at the opening game. You couldn't even get in to buy some jerseys or hats, and that was about 20 minutes for each of the kiosks hmm. just to get to the, the counter. Am I crazy for saying this? Uh, in the playoffs, Louie, I wouldn't mind f- facing them first round. Things have gone so well, and it's been a great story, but they, they strike me, in this sport, they strike me as the type of team that if you were an eight seed and not much was expected from you and you got them in the first round, you could bounce them. 
that's one team that I would play first if I had my choice. I agree mm-hmm. with you. And, and then that's why I don't mind if the Wild slides from third to fourth. I'd rather see them in fourth so they play the other conference. And then, uh, you know, rather than playing Nashville, Winnipeg, where they, you know, they could be playing one of those teams if they're third. I'd rather see them start off with, you know, Vegas and then go to San Jose or, or Anaheim or Kings, whoever wins there. Give me your thoughts on the precipitous fall of the Blues and Stars, and do, do you th- think that uh, both of those clubs are going to miss? Because it certainly looks like the Blues are, but the Stars, what? The Stars got waxed by the Canadians, who aren't good a couple n- nights ago, went to Toronto last night, had a two-goal lead at least once or twice, and blew that. The Stars seem like they are uh, very close to uh, tumbling out of the top eight to me. I agree that St. Louis will miss, and, and, and I think that... Uh... Trading Stastny, even though they knew they were going to lose him, you know, because of free agency when they're on the bubble, uh, tells you that they felt that they had a tough time to make it. And yet they were they were right around playoff position. It's not like they were far out, but they wanted to take a take a gamble and get themselves some assets for the future. And that, to me, sealed the deal. It's going to be pretty tough for them to make it. Uh, Dallas, <laughs> I think, uh, getting Bishop hurt. Uh, he, he missed some games in there, and and that that's hurt him because goaltending was their problem last year, and they certainly had it last night. To you know, Ben Reams had caught a hat trick for Toronto, but to to blow that lead in Toronto, they need every point. And to, they lost a big point last night, having Toronto come from behind. And yeah, they they could miss there, but they're one of the teams the Wild has to worry about on, on the bubble there. Yeah, Lou, your thoughts on Kirk Cousins? I really think that that's a a good move. Uh, you know, quarterback is the most important position in football, just like goaltending and hockey and pitching and baseball. And and his numbers, even with, a, I don't want to say completely bad, but not a great team in Washington over three years, he's passed for more yards, I guess, than any other quarterback in, in football, including Brady and, and Rodgers. So uh, you get an opportunity to add that to your line of going with the kind of defense they got. And I think now that they're going to focus on getting somebody in the defensive line, I'm certain that they'll draft somebody if they keep their first-round pick that's uh, either a, a guard or a tackle on, on offense and, and maybe still try to add a player or two and sets them up pretty well for the kind of team that they already have. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Lou. Enjoy Vegas, sir. Okay, guys. You take care. Enjoy yeah. the game. Talk soon. Lou Nanny right. on the Patriot Realty phone line. Good Sid stories there. Brian Stensis, uh, a colleague of mine when I was at the Strib, uh, tweeted in quickly, Sid Hartman writes more. He asked for an extra column this week for Keenum News and wrote 900 <laughs> words and yelled at me for not getting it online fast enough. He has not been cut back by <laughs> and, the Strib. And, it is not true. And he pinned Brian up against the wall with his walker. He you, got doesn't need... <laughs> you got that online yet? People need to read that. Uh, it's amazing. Um, we, we, at some point here... I don't know if we do it next, and we might need to flush it out for for longer. But at some point here in the next few segments, Dookie floated something on our show yesterday. We went yeah, it's radio. You float stuff out. It went absolutely crazy nationally. Yeah, we went his Andrew Wiggins we went viral report. yesterday. Yeah. So we'll get back to that, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll check in with Matthew Collar too, and, and keep you guys posted on if Kirk Cousins actually puts pen to paper. Let's talk about Chris Lindahl for a second here, the number one Remax results team. In the country, I've had a chance to sit down with Chris a number of times over the past several months and just kind of tap his brain for, you know, the secret to helping people make more money on the sale of their homes and uh, the marketing aspect. And it's incredible. I mean, his marketing knowledge goes well beyond just real estate. Uh, He's asked to speak at different conventions. And the cool thing is everything that Chris Lindahl has been able to build up in terms of marketing prowess and experience 
His team applies that to the sale of your home. So all you have to do is basically sit in the Chris Lindahl vehicle, so to speak, and you could make tens of thousands of dollars more on the sale of your home than you would otherwise. Uh, and right now they're offering a free listing side commission to one lucky Mackie and Judd listener that registers between now and the 16th, which is tomorrow. So you have basically, I don't know, 24 hours to uh, to to get your sign up in at chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or 763-401-SOLD. Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. All right. You've got less than 40 minutes to sign up for the 1500ESPN.com bracket challenge powered by Patio Town and TCL. Uh, a couple nice little prizes. Uh, and it's all free to sign up, obviously. It just takes three minutes to make your picks. Did you guys make your picks in the last couple days? I did mine this morning. I had to wait till all the first four were done to make sure I knew who those right. 16s and 11s would be. Yeah, you want to make sure it's St. Bonaventure because you yeah. don't want it. It's I did mine, matchups matter. I did mine on Tuesday. So I had no idea, and I still did, I did, did you, mine at the wild game. Actually, did you Tuesday pick night. any of the play-in combos to go to like the Sweet Sixteen? No, heck no, nope. nope. I this like the Syracuse Arizona State thing is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, those could go. Uh, no. what, what, let's sum up. What, what did you get? I did two brackets this year. I did one with like family and friends, and then I did one for fifteen hundred ESPN dot com, and I picked two different winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate it when people do like ten brackets and have ten different winners. I mean. What are you rooting for then? Then you're not rooting for anything until you get to the last weekend. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to actually have skin in the game and root for outcomes the first weekend. Okay. So, what, how did you guys approach your your brackets? Uh, I approached mine as quickly as possible, and uh, <laughs> I and I decided that I was going to go with the my, animal versus animal matchups. Nope, nope, nope. I went with my dream scenario to shove it up the NCAA's. You know what? I picked Arizona. It, Arizona. Yes, I want to see Arizona. Oh, that'd be amazing. And then I want to see. I want to see them win it and then tell the NC2A we are putting up a banner and it's never coming down and you can go bleep yourself. <laughs> well, don't you think, and I, and I don't know to what degree John Calipari has been accused recently, but like John Calipari feels very greasy and has had some sure. things in his past. And that's the 4-5. Arizona-Kentucky is the 4-5 okay. matchup. And you wonder, did they do that on purpose just to have a little, little greasy matchup there on CBS second weekend? I want Arizona to win it. It would be... Incredibly, amazingly awkward. Which if Sean be, Miller is accepting a how trophy, how fantastic would that be? <laughs> I think I had Kentucky uh, beating Arizona in that matchup, but I might have to switch that just because you're right. I didn't even consider the Sean Miller. I I always tell myself going in, ah, oh, it's got to pick the upsets, man. Got to look for the twelves and the thirteens, <laughs> and I end no, up just going never, chalk, chalk, yeah. chalk, chalk, chalk. I got I got Villanova winning. Okay, because <laughs> why not? I went I went <laughs> as much chalk as possible until the until like the Elite Eight, and then started to think, all right, if if the largest percentage of people are going to pick Villanova and um, let's say Virginia mm-hmm. to win it all, I'm going to go like five or six down the list of likely winners. So I went Gonzaga, which went to the five. They've never won the whole thing, and they went to the championship for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And they well, they went 17 and one again in their crappy conference, but they're always like a little under the radar in terms of winning it all. Mm-hmm. And then I picked Purdue and the other one. Okay. Just because, like, I've seen them play enough, and I think they're really good. I'm with you. The, the Elite Eight is where I, oh, I can't go, Chuck. Uh, the twos beat the ones. Yep, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Duke Ooh, is going to make yeah. it. Does yes. a three get into the final look four? At how, look at how gutsy yeah. I am North Carolina, now. I think so. Yeah. Like, you spend so much time trying to figure out which 12 is going to beat the five, and then the 12 just gets beat in the second round anyway, so who cares? And, and, and the points go up as you go along.
I just want to see the NCAA have to watch Arizona parade that trophy around, and there's nothing they can do about it. Who would the other awkward ones be? I mean, Michigan State, with not only with some of the, the Nasser accusations, stuff, yeah. but the Larry Nasser stuff, and they could very easily win the whole thing. Yeah, that's, That would be amazing. I just, anything that makes them uncomfortable makes me happy. North Carolina would probably just tick off the rest of college basketball. That whole scandal, you didn't yeah. punish them at all. Yeah. And now they win it all. Creating Thanks, fan NCAA. Classes. Why yeah. don't why don't the golfers take the banner and put the damn thing back up? They should. Why don't well, why don't would, they? So what would the happen? The ninety seven banner goes back up. Can't there be it, isn't that isn't that ridiculous? Like say that that happened in nineteen ninety seven. They yes. went to the final four. Yes. And we just arbitrarily erase it from record books and then roll up the banner. Mm-hmm. But, like, we all watched it happen. Mm-hmm. Those kids were all basketball but players that played. And- the North Carolina thing also now allows you to know that that the NCAA, when they punish you, it's got no teeth to it. North Carolina basically came back and said, everyone cheated, including regular students. Therefore, you can't punish us. What was the loophole there that... Regular that, students took because the regular fake students- class. But why would that matter? Because if regular you can't students... Pun, you can't, there's no banners for journalism students that take a fake class? Because they were not giving an advantage yes. to the student-athletes. Which which means now if you could get depositions from those who are still alive that Gengelhoff, who has passed away, wrote papers for ordinary students then as they'd well, be fine. then Courtney James and that crew would be absolutely fine. So all we, all we have to do find a student. is find someone who didn't play basketball or a non-athlete... Who benefited from a paper Who had a paper written by Jan. Correct. And, we and then, then put we the can put the banner back up. up. Correct. We just need to find one six four six eight two five five. If you did, do you have proof? Mark Coyle, I got some great news. We can raise that baby and bring Clem back. Would those have been handwritten papers in the mid nineties, or would no. you have used a word processor? I thought be a word processor. Thing a whiteout, I guess. Typewriter. She's got. Oh, I misspelled the. I think you use word processing in the mid nineties. Oh yeah. Sure. Hey, if you if, if that's all that has to happen, that's all that has to happen. We just need confirmation. We need one confirmation that somebody else benefited from a paper Jan wrote. All right, fair enough. Dave, what do you got next in stuff? Uh, Susan Sarandon made an appearance last night on NBC Sports Network for the Rangers game. <clears throat> that was interesting, and mm-hmm. we also have the world's first Homer cut. Okay, from the TCL broadcast studios. Mackie and Judd now continue. You're trained for this. You're ready for this. On 1500 ESPN. And Stuff You Should Know About is sponsored by KFC. KFC's $20 Phillips will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. KFC, it's finger licking good. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America. And the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, Dave Harrigan is here in the TCL Broadcast Studios with some stuff we should know about. First of all, shame on me. Uh, before the, uh, the the break there, I call it the Homer Cut. It's the Homer Cast. We'll get to that. Also, shame on me because as we were talking NCAA brackets, I didn't play the proper intro. I completely forgot we had this. And now it's time for another member of the Mackie and Judd show to tell you all about his NCAA tournament bracket, even though you didn't ask. That's right. Uh, actually, a quick apology and uh, and also update. Apparently, our bracket challenge, people have been trying to access it. it. This is what happens when everyone tries to make their picks at the last minute. 
It is currently down, but we're trying to get the page back up here because 11 o'clock is the deadline. So keep checking here. Check back in like 10 minutes. We should have some resolution on that, hopefully. Well, we have somebody else's bracket to talk about. He didn't waste all the time and then try to come in at the last minute. It would be uh, number 44. That would be Barack Obama. He's still making brackets, boys. The final four. There you go, man. We go Virginia, North Carolina, Villanova, Michigan State. We've got the Spartans and the uh, Cavaliers of, of Virginia in the national championship game. And Tom Izzo's Sparty taking it all. We don't care that you don't give a shit. That's because that's what the season's all about. This has been a member of the Mackey and Judd Show telling you all about his NCAA tournament bracket. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he he's pretty much in line with chalk every time he does these these brackets. He's I once in a while right. deviates to the two seed, right? In a shocking development, the winning br- uh, the women's bracket, he's got UConn. Now, but, do- but the women's bracket is like historically. Always chalk, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He pick, you know, you pick UConn every year because yeah. that's what you do, even though it didn't work out last year. Did he go on with uh, someone to reveal this, like he used to with Andy Katz at ESPN, or did he just? I uh, threw it up on Twitter. That's okay. all I know. All right. <laughs> ESPN hasn't made it to the White House the last couple of years for the bracket, uh, presidential mm. bracket. I don't know why that hasn't happened. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know either. I feel like we should have a Jamel Hill. We're in good hands here. Donald Trump bracket segment. Can we make that happen? Oh my God! Oh, that would be so. Come on, that would just be... just debating only only brackets, only the, the four or five bracket. matchups. Sure, yeah, I would stick to that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, Mr. President. I feel like you're not giving the 12 and 13 seeds a fair enough chance in this particular structure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 11 years, 11 years, and the Browns had to say goodbye yesterday. Dear Joe, the very first day we met you. We knew you were one of us. You skipped the drama of the draft to go fishing with your dad, and we were hooked. Then you played, and you were good. And you played some more, and were really, really good. You quietly started a streak that became more and more unbelievable over the years. You were us at every game, in on every snap. We know you felt our pain at the losses, and our joys at the wins. We proudly boasted about you like you were one of our best friends. We laughed with you. We cried with you. But most of all, we grew to love you. And we're having a hard time with you leaving us. But we know soon we'll be able to visit you right down the road. See you in Canton, Joe. Sincerely, Cleveland. And Browns tweeted that out yesterday. And we still can't f- figure out the one thing, Joe, is why did you stay for so long? <laughs> you had so many chances where you could have gone in and requested a trade. Well, you and or I, your contract he was doing his his podcast. They had a big setup. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the, the umbrella brand, but he was doing his podcast like right next to, like basically two tables away from us at Radio Row. And I think it was Kyle that pointed out, that dude ain't playing football this year. He's down 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. He did not look like an offensive lineman anymore. Mm-hmm. Good for him. <laughs> not, a, not a good way to go out if you're him. I just don't I don't get why at some point in time late in his career he didn't say, you know what, I, I just I might want to go play for the Giants. We might have a better chance there. Is yeah. there any other surefire first ballot Hall of Famer to play for that many terrible, terrible teams? Wow. Ooh. I mean, really? Boy. 
They were going through it on Golik and Wingle this morning. Ten wins his uh, rookie year That's and never a winning season after that. Joey Votto? Joey Votto, those Reds teams have yeah. been an absolute... No, I think there was maybe a couple playoff appearances at least for him. But, but in all seriousness, as good as he is, would he get in on the first ballot? Joey Votto, I think, will be a first. I think he'll be a first ballot. I'm just trying to think of slam dunk first ballot, guys. That is tough. That's amazing. Could have won a championship somewhere, probably. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes stink this year for the most part. They were taking on the Boston Bruins a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. And you got to go to the local news guy to throw up the highlight package after the game. For this one, we go to Mark Armstrong of ABC 11 in Raleigh. And we call it the Homer cast. Those poor Boston Bruins never stood a chance on this night. Second period, Boston fluked its way to a 1-0 lead. That wasn't going to last on Sebastian Ajo's watch. Make it 25 goals for the Finnish Phenom. It's 1-1. The Canes power play the tip of a remorseless spear. Ruthless stuff here from Ajo to Teravainen. Make it 2-1. And the route was on. The Bruins begging for mercy. But Justin Williams says none will be granted. It's 3-1 Hurricanes. And then next, it's Elias Lindholm. Watch this upcoming, stampeding over the plains like Genghis Khan through Eurasia. Momentarily repelled, but Brock McGinn's second wave would win the day. And at that point, Boston cried out to the heavens in great fruitless anguish. The Bees scored five straight in the third to win 6-4. That's a lot. That's a lot. Good for that guy. Did you catch the tail end? I blacked out halfway through. (laughs) Boston scored five unanswered in the third to win the game. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, it was also a lot when Susan Sarandon was given a headset and a microphone and slapped right next to Pierre Maguire between the benches last night for the Rangers game on NBC Sports Network. A couple of the highlights. Get it back to Piot. Firing oh. it. Oh. 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 across to oh. make the stop off the goalpost. Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know if that went off Carter Rowney or not, but look at oh. Cody McLeod down low, swinging away, trying to jam that to the back of the net. You know what's great about hockey is you have to be really strong to get it off the boards, but then you have to have such a nice stick handling light like touch. <laughs> Let's just say the Twitter reaction was Pierre not, this. not in our, favor of Susan old, Sarandon next to Pierre. How did our old friend Pierre take all of okay, this? Why, why, why Susan Sarandon? I mean, like... She's what? a hockey fan? Right, but okay. <laughs> cool. Because where else can you get this? We'll get it back to It's nothing constructive. <laughs> <sighs> let's keep talking hockey. But let's talk Southern Professional Hockey League hockey, boys. A new playoff format has been instituted for the upcoming 2017-18 season playoffs. And I love it. I think others love it. I think we should expand it to the National Hockey League, to the National Basketball Association. You've got eight teams that make the playoffs. So obviously NBA, NHL, eight teams per conference. Okay. But you're not going one plays the eight, two plays the seven, three plays the six, uh, the six, etc. No. It's called the challenge round. Starting with the number one seed, they get to choose out of the five through eight who they want to face in the first round. After they choose, the number two gets to pick from the remaining three. Number three gets to pick. Number four gets the the last one. So you choose your opponent after that. 
Uh, once you get to the second round, it's simply the worst seed left plays the best seed left, and et cetera. So you could, uh, that's really interesting, and there'd be a lot more bulletin board material because if, you were, oh, if yeah. you were being picked, obviously. Mm-hmm. I you know, like this. If you're the one, but you pick the seven, oh, the seven is not going to be happy. But if, let's say you're the one, and, and the four is a team that you've beat up on all, all season long, and they're a bad matchup for you, and so you pick a high seed. I love this idea. I mean, you can apply this, really this cool. to, to many different sports. I mean, like, this is just a hockey thing, right? This Southern is... Professional Hockey League, in, in, introducing it this year. But if you did this in the so here's a, a good NBA example. Right now, I, I guess I'd have to look at the standings from last night, but two nights ago, the Spurs were the 10 seed based on tiebreakers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi Leonard's out. So let's say the Spurs get Kawhi Leonard back in like a week, and, right. they, and they jump up to the 7 or the 8 seed. Well, Golden State and Houston would not pick a San Antonio Spurs Kawhi Leonard team to face in the first round, right? They'd much rather face the Denver Nuggets or somebody, whoever the sixth seed is. So you'd have an immediate NBA example of wanting to avoid that seven or eight seed once one of the best players in the world gets back. I like kind of a creative idea. Very interesting. It's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I love it a lot. All right, last one I've got for you. Sportingnews.com in honor of free agency in the NFL officially opening, has compiled a list of the worst free agent signings for every team in the NFL Mm. as far as the last 25 years go. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Former uh, Viking actually made the list when he signed with the Atlanta Falcons, Ray Edwards. Yeah. Congratulations to the Falcons on that one. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty large disaster. His boxing career was was also a disaster. Judd went to that bout, actually. Yeah. Tom and I drove to Duluth to see it. That's right. Uh, Chicago Bears, theirs was just recent. Mike Glennon is their uh, choice for the worst pickup. Was that so? In fairness to the Bears, he's a terrible quarterback and they spent a lot of money on him, but it didn't. They were in draft a quarterback, you know, in the top three mode and they had cap room to spend. There's got to be worse free agents that cripple the potentially winning Bears team, so, I would think. The worst Vikings free agent signing in the last 25 years? Yeah, I'll give you the rest of the division. Packers also very recent. Martellus Bennett. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. The Detroit Lions were going with wide receiver Azahir Hakim. Well, they tried to I ride the, the Rams way. Him. Yeah. He was the third or fourth guy on that greatest show on turf team from 99. Oh, that's right. Okay. It, yeah. was, uh, it was Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, and then... Az Hakim was kind of the kick returner, trinket type player. That's right. Okay. Matt Millen probably was the GM when they signed him that in Detroit. He was fantastic. Sense. I'm surprised he made a bad move. Shocking yeah. that he would maybe you know misjudge the talent level of a skill position player. Can you name the Minnesota Vikings' worst free agent signing of the last 25 years? Give us uh, three three shots at this here. All right. I'll give you three strikes. That's fine. Uh, I got to throw Bernard Berrien out See, as and I and but he had a really good that's first what year. Comes to mind, but yeah, his first season was strong enough that I'm not sure he would be the worst because the he end went for like was 900 off. yards in the first. The end year. was off. He's definitely a candidate. He's definitely a candidate. I'm just not sure he would be the worst because you're right. His first year here was not awful. So uh, Barian, Barian is incorrect. Yeah. Strike number one. They have not. Have they signed? No, they haven't. I was going to say quarterback, but they but they brought in Favre and he was fantastic in 2009. Well, could you say Brett Brett Favre of 2010? Brett, would that count? Was it a two-year deal? Yeah, they brought him. That might be a technicality. They, yeah, I think that'd be technicality. They brought him back. I think the spirit is is, oh, this is the guy that Josh you said. Freeman. It's a great guess. Now, but it is also incorrect. Said, no, no, this has to be somebody you paid substantial cash to, probably. So, because you you brought in Freeman during the course of a season in which you just were failing. At well, twenty-five years goes back to the nineties too. 
Did they have any? Thank you. Yes. Did they have any huge busts from like you know the mid to late nineties? I can't think of any big quarterback. Are are there any defensive players? Did did they take a shot on any like cornerbacks that they thought was? Oh, Fred Smoot. God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you right now, Judd. Congratulations. Yeah! Fred Smoot. It, it was 2005. Yes. It was six years, $34 million, and one love people, boat scandal. People were yelling, Genius. Fred Smoot, you idiots. Smoot. Yep. yep. Um, we have to put in a call to uh, – we have to We have to do a little on, on-air production meeting when we come back here, too. We'll to put in a call to somebody. Uh, Matthew Collar will join later to uh, talk Vikings. And I don't think there's been pen on paper yet at the Vikings' new practice facility, but when Kirk Cousins signs, and we're going to find out when that press conference is later on today, too. So Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. It'd be nice to see these two come together and uh, try to work something out here. Mackie and Judd. I mean, all we're getting is yelling from both, and it's the yelling and shouting doesn't accomplish anything. On 1500 ESPN. Join Rookie and 1500 ESPN at Big Louie's in New Brighton from 530 to 7.30. He's going to be out there this evening, in fact, for an ultimate college basketball tournament viewing party. Basketball and crisis galore. A little bracketology, perhaps. And the fantastic beer specials, all sponsored by Dos Equis. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Yep, had a great visit. Looking forward to tomorrow. Going to see, be able to see more of the city and the facilities. And uh, it's a great organization. And uh, my wife and I are thrilled to be here. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty hard not to get done right now. Okay. Um, so we'll work through as agents flying in in the morning. Uh, we'll handle the business first thing in the morning while I'm just getting this visible and going on some tours. And then. Uh, Hopefully we'll have be having a press conference sometime tomorrow afternoon. To spend some time with him and not talk anything about football, just about family and, and you know what our organization's about and what's important to him and just get to know each other. Uh, I think was what tonight was about. Isn't it funny how the so that was Rick Spielman outside the Capitol Grill last night and Kirk Cousins. Uh, isn't it funny how for like two months the Vikings were in full lockdown mode? And we had even heard stories behind the scenes that they were a little bit paranoid about information leaking out. They just wanted to keep everything on lockdown. And the but the minute Kirk Cousins the the the, the wheels of the plane hit the ground on the tarmac, and it's like, all right, who wants to talk? Yep, contract's not done yet. But we just had a great yeah. dinner. We talked about life. Uh, we'll probably get that thing signed tomorrow. He's going to talk X's and O's. Well, what I with, love, uh, John D. Filippo and company. The best Looking part is the best part is it's not done yet yeah but it really is and by the way we probably talked three weeks back this whole notion of now we get to know kirk now we get to know kirk and his wife and we get no no you probably got to know them a month back but besides that it's all good exactly the tampering game i mean it's just funny yeah uh so all right we have uh i thought this was going to be over yesterday pat ripping us for not having him on the show this started with the day Kirk Cousins basically agreed to play for the Vikings. As the news broke. 15 minutes after the news broke. Yes. Pat, who was oblivious to the biggest football news in recent franchise history since Brett Favre breaking, calls Dave and says, did the guys want me to talk Lance Lynn? I'm like, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be the Vikings quarterback. I mean, we can talk Lance. We'll talk Lance Lynn some other time. And we even said, well, maybe at the end of the show we'll talk Lance Lynn. Call and talk Lance Lynn. But he's, ah, Gotta be before noon. He gave us like an hour and a half window and then throws us under the bus on his show. Yes. Yeah. Pat. Completely ripped us. Uh, so the rift continued on yesterday's ride with Royce. We got a skiz. We got a scariest. I have not heard an apology from either one of those mutts. The reason I have a schism 
I'm just like Wiggy. I'm the third option. Yes. That's why I. Uh, that's, that's right. Why I'm, uh, you got Wetmore and you got Collar, and then, uh, you know, if they need some other jackass from the station, <laughs> you might tell me. Really? So is schism the right word? Is this a schism or or is this just out and out bad clubhouse 25 guys, 25 cabs? It might be 25 cabs. At least it's like 19 or 20 cabs. You know, some people are riding the same cab. I think at the very least we should have executive production credentials on the beginning and the end of the ride with Royce and maybe even sports talk. Helping to Like in the intro form, and the outro yep. of the show, this show has been uh, the executive producers are Dave Harrigan, Phil Mackey, and Judd Zolgad. Giving creative ideas on a daily basis. Yeah. It's basically a reaction and extension of everything we do for the four hours. The post-game show. Yeah. Yeah, it might as well be Mackie and Judd Ventline, mm-hmm. except there's no calls. It's just those guys ripping us. So um, should we call Pat here just to... Uh... I think we've got a special message for him. Okay. Yeah. Let's I'll... call Pat just to just to keep him in the loop on our show schedule here today. Let's hope he answers the phone on the Patriot Realty phone line. Of course, True. we are calling him on. So <laughs> If it if it hits voicemail, we'll just pot it down if it's one of those, like, giving out the number voicemails. Yeah, that so we'll would just, not be good. Yep. We'll just leave him a voicemail. I don't know. The rift yeah. is pretty strong right now. Pretty All big. Right. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Just want to, you know, make sure that he's, we're all on the same page here. I've dialed. Let's see if we get a ring. Yeah. Success. Come on, Pat, answer. Make sure to let him know he's on air so he doesn't curse. Dump button ready. Hello. Uh, hey, Pat. This is yeah. uh, this is your friends Phil and Judd on uh, the Mackie and Judd show. And we just wanted to keep you posted on our show schedule today. So we don't need you today because we're pretty much wall-to-wall with Trevor Simeon discussion and calls. Well, uh, you know, gentlemen, there's been a big uh, blow-up today at uh, at Twins uh, Spring Training Camp. There were a couple of guys got in a fist fight down in the clubhouse, but I ain't talking to you about it, so you guys can take a walk off a long pier. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Is better than I even hoped it would be. So, do you guys want to come back and speculate on who got into a fist fight, or should we just talk more about the Vikings' backup quarterback? Oh, oh. you want to hear about my bracket again? <laughs> that was perfect. Goodbye, Maggie and Jack. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to two hundred dollars off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.